Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So, Rick, not sure if you followed the, the Rays over the weekend. The number is still 161 and a half. You taking the over or the under? We're talking about wins, right? That's correct. Um, as I think I said on Twitter, it's understandable why somebody would ask that question. But, however, however, listen, right now you'd have to say they have a shot at it because <laughs> they're 9-0. They're and oh, And not just 9-0, and oh, okay? And I'm taking the under, by the way. But not just 9-0. and oh, But... 9-0 and in a way that no other team has done this um, for a very long time. Not since 1884. I mean, yeah, and you're you're talking about having won this many games by four or more runs, correct? Well, run differential after nine games. Okay, so they've outscored their opponents 75-18. Yeah. to 18. Yes, the St. Louis Maroons and the New York Gothams, both in 1884, had higher run differentials after nine games. Wow. You remember both those teams, right? <laughs> no, I do. Not well. It's interesting to me that St. Louis had a team called the Maroons, and now they're Cardinal Red, and they also had the Blues. And if you mix blue and red, you get Maroon. I don't know. Um, I you get purple with that, but, you know. Purple, yeah. It's not even. So, listen, I, I've watched these games because I'm fascinated by this streak, short as it may appear. And there's no question. Somebody, somebody asked the other day on Twitter, they're like, oh, yeah, well, who have they beaten? Come on, man. Look at that guy. Who are they beating? And it's true, right, that the Tigers aren't a very good baseball team, although they did win a couple games the other day. Uh, I think uh, the Washington Nationals, not off to a great start, granted. And the Oakland A's, this version of the Oakland A's, may be the worst team in baseball. <laughs> I'm not sure, but they may be. Um, and so having said all that, my answer was, who have they played? Their schedule. Look, you don't apologize. I mean, first of all, you don't make this schedule, right? Going back a few years ago when the Rays won the AL East, they were 18-1 and against the Baltimore Orioles, who lost over 100 games. That differential between what they did and what the Yankees did, which was closer to 500 against the Orioles, is what was the difference between the Yankees and the Rays winning this division or not. Okay? So, you know, you're going to play who's in front of you. It's not even so much about who they're playing. It's how they're playing, how the Rays are playing that's so impressive to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, we always knew, you know, you start with the Rays, you start with the pitching and the starting pitching. I don't even know if their bullpen is has is any good because no one's had to nail down a start yet. They have hit 24 home runs and given up 18 runs. <laughs> I mean, it's... I mean, just the home runs alone outscore their opponents, right? Twenty-four to eighteen, and they've scored seventy-five total runs. Um, it's the okay. Couple things. So they're the only remaining team, and have been now for for a number of games now in Major League Baseball that's undefeated. Um, first nine and zero start since the 0-3 Royals, 
And we mentioned the big the big thing is is the fact that they've won every game by at least four runs. I start with the pitching, and we'll get to the bats because you're right. Twenty four home runs doesn't seem very Rays like in this short of a span to lead the major leagues at this point. But here's the thing: another shutout, <laughs> another shutout. It's so hard to shut out a major league baseball team. I mean, you know, you're going to give up a run here or there, right? But it's not just the it's not just the shutouts. It's the absolute absolute domination that these starting pitchers are having. You know, I mean, it's it's just incredible. I mean, Springs the other day, I think he's had two appearances now, and he hasn't given up a run mm-hmm. uh, this this season. Um, who they have on uh, Rasmus through Rasmus one hit through yeah nearly nearly seven perfect innings. Right, mm-hmm. um, seven scoreless innings. He retired twenty-one of twenty-two. He threw, he, threw, he threw eighty-three pitches, sixty-one for strikes. And they're just pounding the strike zone. They don't walk people. My God! By the way, the A's staff. Hey, find a plate sometime, man. How many batters did they walk in that series? Fifteen or something. No, it was like, like that? nineteen, I think. Nineteen. They hit like five, I think. Yeah, I mean the, the A's are the A's are a really bad team. Oh, they're horrible. Their pitching is horrible. But the opposite of that is what you're getting with the Rays. So their starting pitching sort of is as advertised. And now, you know, Josh Fleming is going to go tonight against the Red Sox, okay? Step up in class with the Red Sox, AL East team, and Josh is their fifth starter. And he, of all the pitchers, he had the roughest outing, right, the first time mm-hmm. through the rotation. So we don't know what to expect from Josh. Um, but it doesn't seem to matter because these guys bashed their way out of it anyway. Um, mm-hmm. you know, to have 24 home runs through nine games is incredible. And then they had three more on uh, on mm-hmm. Sunday. Brendan Lau, uh, who didn't have an RBI through the first seven games, now right. has eight on the season. <laughs> Stupid. He had three man. on Saturday, five, including a grand slam on Sunday. Uh, here's here's where I here's what I like. And and Mark Topkin wrote about sort of like the esprit de corps that this team has. Like this, these guys like each other. I always think it's easier to like each other when you're winning. By the way, True. oh, we love each other, man. True. Um, but having said that, if you've been around the Rays clubhouse, they didn't add. You know, they they talked about adding bats, and actually, you lost Kiermaier and you lost Zanino, you lost some guys, right? But but this core of players, like it's pretty much the same team, mm-hmm. right? With a couple of guys that have come up, like Josh Lowe, that were here briefly last year and guys not that they're counting on more. Um, but by and large, this is the same group of guys now that have been together for a couple of years. And you do get the feeling, um, and I think it's genuine if you're in the clubhouse, if you're around them at all, and I haven't been this year, but I have in the past, they really, it's not the the old Yankees, you know, 25 cabs for 25 players. Like, I think they do get along. I think they do enjoy each other. You can see it in the dugout. And, you know, so... So there's a there's there's a genuine like like for one another. They play well together. But here's here's the thing that impressed me about Sunday's game. Okay, so they're winning the game, and Harold Ramirez is up with a couple with a couple outs, and he beats out an infield hit. I mean, he busted it down the line, beats it out, extends the inning. Okay, but not just that. So the next batter. Uh, he gets a good secondary lead, and it looks like it's going to be an easy force out or should have been an easy force out at second base to get Ramirez. He beats that throw, right, to extend the inning. Mm-hmm. And then is when you get Brandon Lau hits the grand slam. Like the fact that that in a game 
with eight straight wins, playing an A's team that you're probably going to beat anyway. The fact that Ramirez busted his tail twice in the same inning to put four runs on the board, essentially, that's the special sauce right there. See, that that's what tells you these guys what they're about. They're they're about the process of winning. And and right now, and it's not going to stay this way, they are going to lose a game sometime. Shut your um, mouth. No, don't say <laughs> I know. I don't, don't jinx to, it. I don't want to. I'm not going to, yeah, uh, kind of on the parade. You know what I'm doing here. But I don't. it might not be tonight, but the chances are they're not going to go 162 and oh, I took the under. However, um, if you play this way, and this will be the thing to watch, right? Like, do they do they start to develop some bad habits? Do they go up there swinging for the fences? Do they, here's what I've noticed about them at the plate. And I think we need to consider this too, Steve, that these rules – while maybe designed to prevent teams like the Rays from loading up on the shift and, you know, having more infielders in the outfield or, you know, doing certain things. I think we have to consider that this has helped the Rays, <laughs> that they have put together a very athletic team, right, that has tremendous mm-hmm. glove gloves. And, and pitchers, talk about the pitch clock, okay? Their guys work fast. They have dominant stuff. We've talked about this. This pitch clock, this does not typically help the hitters mm-hmm. right now anyway. There might be an adjustment down the line, but the pitcher controls the game. And if he has to throw that ball, you know, you're 0-2 in, in real time in about, you know, 25, 30 seconds. That's a lot of pressure on a hitter who's just trying to get comfortable in the box and can't step out. So I think all of this, right, the ability to steal bases, the ability to run bases, the bigger bases, the one half step close. Like, I think all of it right now looks like it's going to play in the Rays' favor. If you want to play old school baseball, it's funny that a pitch clock, which baseball has never had, mm-hmm. has kind of brought back old school baseball. And these guys are not swinging at bad pitches, they're taking the walks. Well, do they're you know which team? One pitch do you know hit. which team has the least amount of strikeouts in baseball? Probably the Rays. That's correct. Yeah. You know who's got I mean, the highest on-base they percentage in baseball? Probably the Rays. That's correct. You know, the second-best yeah. batting average in baseball. <laughs> well, I'm on a roll here. Why would I change? I'll say the Rays. Yeah. Now, they did play three bad staffs. No question. But they're doing exactly no what you're supposed to do against bad staffs, which is what you love to yeah. see. You're not getting yourself out. Listen, they, they took – I know that the A's walk what, – what do we say, 15 guys or something? It was more than that, yeah. Or nineteen or whatever, something like that. So they walked and hit a bunch of batters. But however, some of those walks, I'm telling you, I watched the games. They took close, pitch, close pitches. They didn't swing out of the zone when you could have. Like these pitches didn't all miss by a lot. Like they weren't bouncing them up there. And these guys are up there. They're very disciplined. They're looking for something they can hit. And and they are putting the ball in play. They are not striking out. And I think the lineup has depth. And if Brandon Lau is going to start hitting balls to the oppo field for home runs, that means he's staying on it. He's not pulling off. He's got power to all fields. Man, you start seeing stuff like that, you're like, yeah. Now, here comes the assassin, right, for every major league season. It's injuries. We already got, you know, if you're the Rays, you've got Jose Siri on a 10-day disabled list mm-hmm. with a hamstring, grade one, which is means eh, it's about the lowest you can have, right? So he, he will and most likely be back after the 10 days. Taylor Walls now has a little bit of an elbow injury. Now, he's one hell of a fielder. Turned a double play the other night that was sensational. 
that I don't think a lot of guys would have turned. And so, you know, you're going to, we're only nine games into it and you got two starters that are dinged up and that's going to happen. And, 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 and more prominent players are going to probably get hurt at some point. You hope it's not Wander Franco. You hope it's not Brandon Lau and, you know, the guys that you're counting on, but it will happen. You know, the more they play, um, the more, the more dinged up you're going to get. That's just, those baseball. Um, and so those, those days are coming. So are the better teams that they're going to have to play. But I'm just saying, there is an esprit de corps. There, there, there is the way they're playing the game. There is the new rules, which I think are absolutely benefiting them. And the depth. Like, you lose a Jose Siri, right? So you, you put Man Mar Margot out in center field. Like, you're not losing a ton. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have guys to cover guys to cover guys. And flexibility in, in, in lineup, flexibility in defense. They're such it's an athletic right team. Now. Really are. I mean, and that's where you know, series out. You put Margot. If if you could also put Josh Lowe in center field. Josh Lowe, and, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they just have it's it's athlete after athlete now on this team. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It's it's a fun team to watch. It's a fun team to watch play baseball in the mm-hmm. way they celebrate and get after it. And, yeah. You know, the good thing is in these first nine games, they didn't let up at all. I mean, no. they it, it they it was it had been easy after five or six games to. They didn't give up at bats. Like every yeah. guy is mm-hmm. up there working. Working counts. You know what I mean? Like they're up nine to nothing, ten to nothing, I, ended up eleven to nothing. I think that's one of the things, particularly when you're winning. But with the pitch clock, with things moving, man, it's like let's go. You know, you don't need to give up. You're not bored up there. You're not bored out in the field. You're not. No, it's that's go true. go go. I think it's easier to stay engaged and and not. I think you're right. To give up at bats or give up on plays, but it's easier to to stay. Mo- I mean, you know, we know that in fielders, it's you know the, the faster your pitcher it. work, they prefer it. Well, I, th- I think it's absolutely. I think it's helping even for the batters and and through the times through the order and on the bench watching it. And I, I think it's and if you have a good team that likes each other, gets along, I think I think you can see a lot of benefits from this too. The game just moves faster and better, and it's easier to to stay locked in and engaged. Yeah. No, it's it's um, it's been fun, and then they are that. And like I said, the only thing that hasn't been tested is their bullpen. Although they clearly have good pitchers down there if they need them, they just haven't needed a, a close situation yet. Yeah, but, they have not. Um, they have not won a game by less than four runs. No saves in this nine and zero stretch. It's incredible, man. You know that that was the one thing, and I I was reading a, a column. It's a really good column by. Uh, by John Romano in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. And, um, you know, he, he talks about how there's there's been, you know, there's been other teams that have sort of done this. But the, even, even the teams that have started 9-0, and you know, to, to start, you know, to start the season, they haven't done it the way these Rays have done it. Like, he has this one stat in here. The, the 12 previous teams to start the season 9-0, and they all had close calls along the way. Get this. Six of them had extra inning games. Six mm-hmm. of the nine of the 12. So half of them had to win at least one game in extra innings. 11 of the 12 previous teams to do this had a one-run game. And none of them uh, was easy. None of them were even close to the average margin of victory of and this is the Rays' average margin of victory, 6.3 runs per game. 
None of them came to that close. So even among this, those teams in, in Major League Baseball history that have started 9-0, and there's been 12 of them, you can only find one, the Rays, that have done done it this way with such domination. And that's why, you know, it's the old, well, you don't, you can't, no one wins a World Series in April, you know, that's true. But you can bury yourself, you can lose one if you mm-hmm. if you start at 0-9. You, you dig yourself a big enough hole. However, I, I think, and, and it's coming, right? The losses are going to come and there's going to be a losing streak along here somewhere. There's going to be injury and all that. But the thing of it is, is that if you get out to this kind of start, like I, this reminds me a little bit of the Yankees, even though they weren't 9-0, but it reminds me of the Yankees a little bit a year ago where they had so many wins in the first 25, 26 games mm-hmm. that even though the race closed at one point at the last month to within three and a half, I think, or something like that, they, it was pretty much over. Like they got out to such a big lead that playing 500 baseball was going to get them close to 95 wins, right? And mm-hmm. that's kind of what, you know, when you start getting 9, 10, or you win, you know, you win 20 out of 25, right? You go 20 and 5 or 20 and 6 or something. Like, like you're so many games over 500 that you're playing with house money at that point. And that's what the Rays could be doing here. You know, that, that's the kind of way that they may be setting themselves up. So I've been impressed as heck with them. I, you know, like you said, like Brandon Lau, he probably got off to the quietest start the first couple series. Mm-hmm. And then now he's had, what, seven RBIs in two games? Eight. <laughs> Something like that. Eight. Eight, yeah. I mean, it's stupid, man. So if they start, if they keep getting contributions from him, um, it's given Kevin Cash, I think this was another game where Cash got Wander off his feet. Mm-hmm. Late in the game, yeah. Vidal Bruhan came like, in later in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's a great idea, right? Because you're playing on the turf, and he's he's been known to have some some leg injuries and hamstrings and quads and things like that. So hard to fault them; they're doing nothing wrong. So we did have a request, though, and I don't I don't know. I mean, they got a couple. They got some important series coming up here against some better teams. Well, let's go through the series. Let's 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 well, answer let's answer guy, the question. All right, the, the guy named Derek sent me a question. because goes, I don't really have a question, he said. It's more of a request. He goes, can you dedicate a podcast and have John Gruden go through the remainder of the Rays schedule and predict the results? I'd love to get his take. Well, next up's the Boston Red Sox. I'll tell you what, man. Boston Red Sox. Ever heard of a tea party, man? We're going to have a Tampa Tea Party. What I see is win, 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 win. That's 13 and 0, man. Who's next? The Blue Jays? Now you go to, you go to Canada, eh? Oh, Canada. My home and native land. Although it's not. Going north. I see win, win, win. 16-0, man. All right, then you go to Cincinnati for a three-game set. Cincinnati. WKRP is out there in Cincinnati. The Red Legs. Not to be confused with the Red Sox. I see a win, win, Win. 19-0, man. 
Wow. What's the AL record? What's the AL record? It's like 21 games, isn't it? Let's see, I know like, what the Orioles 20, lost 26. Yeah. I don't know what the win. I think the A's won 20. I saw. They won, I saw they, yeah, they won 20 uh, in a row ball. at one point, but not to start this. <laughs> I money ball. I don't know if that was a major league record or not. I don't know what the record is to start a season. Uh, well, these guys, according to Gruden, man, they're going to be 19 and 0. That's an NFL season right there. You win Super Bowl doing that. Brady fell just short uh, of that, so. That's right. Uh, listen, they deserve all the credit. Kevin Cash pretty much doing nothing but making a lineup card every day. I don't know why they're paying him. It must be fun, though, right? Like, you're Kevin Cash, man. You're just sitting back going, don't do anything. Just let him go. <laughs> just, just don't – just keep making the card. Don't talk to anybody. Don't say anything to anybody. Like, just let them go out there and play. Those are the best teams, man. They're just, they're just on autopilot. Like, the players are all – confident and you just everything you do is right and uh pretty soon he'll be revealed as not being so smart because i'll lose a game or two but um you wonder what you know what happens if these pitchers stay healthy and they get tyler glass now back it's a good problem to have (laughs) i mean jeez they i mean if fleming is a weak link and i i think he'll be better his second start than he was in his first um i think the red sox are probably a better club the other thing that happens is like these teams that come in here, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna stop this now. We're gonna be the ones. We're we can't let these guys roll over us the way they've been rolling over everybody." So we'll see. They just swept. They the, just swept the Tigers as well, which the the Rays did the first series of the year. Yeah, yeah. So they're you know they're and then the AL East teams. I mean, it's like divisions are always harder because there's the fear factor is gone, right? Like same thing with the Rays. They're not they don't get intimidated by going to Yankee Stadium or. Fenway Park, any of that stuff. So um, there's a lot of contempt, familiar breeds contempt between these teams. They're good for the race. Good for Kevin Cash, and uh, I'm going to take the under on the 161 and a half. But uh, man, it'd be great to see them see how long they can extend this streak. I mean, this is really fun, and and it's it's all the news in Major League Baseball too. It's like people are noticing, and they're not noticing in a sort of a hey, isn't this a cute story type of way? It's like I think the Rays may be really good. <laughs> You know, well, it's, uh, it's the yeah. way they're doing it. It's they're in yeah. dominating fashion, which Domination. is what good teams do or should do. Absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of domination, we'll get into uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning here in first or second. Let's remind everybody though quickly how to save money on your electric bill. If you don't know, then you haven't listened to this podcast enough, and you should know. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating installer solar electric systems now for twelve years as a field. Well, there's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long? Will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That is what they call the May difference. If you visit the Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know Who's doing the jobs? Those are all Billy Mays guys up there putting in the solar panels. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Okay, over the weekend, concerned or not concerned that the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, gave up a bunch of goals to uh, what was it the island was it the Islanders who they play 
I'm confused. I the Senators. They were in Ottawa. The Senators. Yeah. Ottawa. Okay, let me uh, not concerned. Um, I, they didn't play great, but, uh, you know, you had uh, Brian Elliott in net. Elliott's in net. Yeah. Sergachev was back in Tampa uh, for the birth mm-hmm. of his first, or his wife, or I don't know if his wife or girlfriend, giving birth to a first child, or he came back for that. So he was not there. Mm-hmm. Tanner Janot, not there as well. Um, yeah. You have some players that missed the game before played, maybe not 100% at this point. And, and they haven't been a good mean, road team, though. They haven't. I mean, if, I know they don't mean anything now because they've clinched and they can't mm-hmm. improve their seating, and they're going to play Toronto on the road when the season, when the regular postseason starts. But we grant this. you got to grant this, right? Like, if there's a concern, and, and, and the playoffs are a different year, and I get mm-hmm. all that as a different mm-hmm. second season, all that. This Lightning team – had a losing record on the road so far, I think, this year. 18, 22, and 1. Yeah. So, now, if you know, if, if you split on the road in the playoffs, you're, you're okay, right? That means that you're, you've gotten home ice back sometimes. Yeah, if you could, um, if you could steal one on the road and yeah. win your home you games, go one you'll one win every series. Win your home games, you should win every series. Yeah. And, that, and that's the flip of it, is that as bad as they've been on the road, or mediocre at best, they've been exceptional at home. Mm-hmm. That's what they got to hang their hats on a little bit, even though they're not going to have a home ice in the first series. I mean, you're facing Toronto. You can go take, one and three on the road and win the series. Yeah, you can. You're right. You're absolutely right. Now, I, I think the games Tuesday and Thursday will tell you a little more. How do you think they're going to play it Tuesday, though? You think that will be a feeling out, let's let's yeah. try to muscle each other a little bit in intimidation? I don't or know. It'll be interesting. Will it be, will it be kind of like let's rope a dope and, and not hit each other and kind of – realize this one doesn't mean anything and we'll just skate up and down the ice all day i i think it might be the latter until someone mm-hmm. lays a hit right until they I mean, make it personal they're, yeah. they're playing toronto on tuesday who they're going to face in the playoffs the yeah. game means nothing to both teams well toronto may be able to affect seating for the, the third down round, the road potentially. yeah potentially the eastern conference final tampa cannot they're the sixth seed in the right. eastern conference no matter what um so they cannot affect any seating at all toronto might be able to Right. Uh, but, look, two weeks ago this team wasn't playing well and everyone says, oh, we're not sure, we're not, don't know. Uh, you can't just turn it on. And then they did turn it on. And they played well for a week, clinched a playoff berth. Gave up one goal in three games. Yeah. yeah. And now they've exhaled a little bit after that, and now they're now playing not the type of hockey you hope to see going to the playoffs. I mean, we know this team can turn it on. Does that mean they're going to beat Toronto? Toronto's a really good team. Maybe a better team than last year. Although you could argue their goalie isn't necessarily as good. Right. But some of the moves they made, maybe they're a better overall team. Tampa still got the mm-hmm. core together, including mm-hmm. Vasilevsky and Net. If if the big guys are healthy, if points healthy, Stamkos, Cooch, Headman. Sergachev, if those guys are all healthy, I think the Toronto Tampa is going to be a hell of a series to start. But I think either team could take it. Last year, yeah, it was. Either team could take it. Yeah, I don't. The Lightning have shown us. You know, a few years ago, they played Florida for the last two games before the playoffs started, and they were going to face Florida in the first round, and they played awful in those two games. And they came out the next game and won game one, and you know. We know that this group 
knows how to play when the when the lights are the brightest. Mm-hmm. And, and and the biggest thing they do is they don't get rattled. Right. Things start going well, against them. They give up a, a bad goal. The other team's got a ton of possession. They know how to hang in there. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they've shown through these playoff runs is that you can you can get a goal on them. You can dominate the possession for a period or parts of a period, and and they just find a way to hang in there and and stay right. close until they can get things going or turn it in their favor. You know they do, they don't get rattled. They don't let one goal become three. Right. But there were some positive things the other night. I mean, they, they had mm-hmm. three power play goals. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a, a five on three and then a power yep. play after that and then ended up tying the game three all. I mean, they, they've done some things. The biggest thing, and I don't, it doesn't matter. Everything you said is true. But the biggest thing you said that was true is if Andre Vasilevsky's in net, that's the whole difference. That's that That alone. And he somehow finds a way to elevate his game. He takes it up another step. He takes it up and he turns the heat up just a little bit, and they play a little better, a little bit better around him because it's do or die, and you know you get pucks deep and guys play the right way, and you try to eliminate the odd man breaks. But even at even at that, he can get inside teams' heads, mm-hmm. you know, and he can he can absolutely steal a game, a game that they get outskated, outplayed, outshot, everything. He can just steal it, and when he does. It's advantage lightning, and that has happened every series that he's played since he's been here in the postseason, and that's why he, you know, has such a great record. So I'm, you know, the other night Elliott's in goal, and nothing against against Elliott, but I don't know how much longer he's going to play. And there was probably one or two goals that maybe Vasilevsky stops, and it's a different game. But it should be his last time playing the season. Yeah, and maybe ever, right? I mean, he could well, be retired. That's possible. I mean, he just had his 38th birthday uh, yeah. Sunday, I believe. I mean, yeah, he's up there, man. So, I mean, you know, Vasilevsky's so most likely going to start Tuesday and Thursday. Right. And then you're going to have at least uh, the playoffs start Monday the 17th. Would you start him Tuesday and Thursday, though, or would you give him, like, one extra day? To, uh, just... Well, he didn't start the last two games, so he's had five days off. Yeah, so you can't let him get that rusty. So right? I yeah. think they 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 gave Elliott these two games to give him the rest. He's going to want the reps. He likes the work, like he likes to get. And he'll want to see Toronto. He'll want to see that. I don't. I don't know if the opponent matters so much. I don't think. I don't think they did it based on opponent. I think it's, it's just workload. It's like if he doesn't play the last game against Detroit, that means it's a week off between games for the playoffs. Yeah, most that's likely, a lot. that's a lot. Yeah, you know so. I think they gave him Thursday. That was part of a back-to-back, but Thursday and then Saturday off. So it's basically going to be five days off between two. Wednesday to Tuesday. Yeah. And then he'll play Tuesday, Thursday, and then he'll play, obviously, every minute of the playoffs, assuming he's healthy. Right, right. And I think this week you're going to see a big push to get Braden Point in his 50th goal. Yes. And Brent, Brandon Hagel's at 29 goals. I think they'll push to get him a 30th goal. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see a lot of Cooch trying to pass to those guys to get them goals. Right. No, I agree. Fifty goals, man. That's pretty. That's points, pretty special. Points had a, points had a great season. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Just and, and to think that you know they didn't have him when they needed him last year mm-hmm. um, in that Colorado series. I mean that you know and that that's why you, you obviously can't lose people. Hagel's had an unbelievable year. Mm-hmm. There's so many guys that have played well. I don't know, just my gut feeling is I don't think this Tampa Bay Lightning team as it's constructed right now. Maybe they'll find their stride and they still got some new guys 
Um, I don't think they're as good as the teams that have, that won a Stanley Cup. Um, well, I mean, look, look at the players they're missing. I mean, from last year's team, you don't yeah. have Ryan McDonough and you don't have Andre Palat. Yeah, it's tough. Those man. are two great players that you're yeah. missing. It's tough. Um, from the years prior, Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord, Barkley Goodrow, Jan Ruda. Goodrow's, we didn't yeah, even mention Jan yeah. Ruda from last year's team. That's I mean, right. You know, that's right. You start looking at all the guys from when they won the first cup three seasons ago. Yeah. That Huge they don't general. have on this team. But in the salary cap world, that's what happens. Your core you stays together. It. And yeah. you've got to find the pieces around it that work. The Taylor Janot, Tanner Janot, who, you know, unfortunately looks like he's going to be out a while. Yeah. Um, you know, he was just starting to find his way. Now you need Mikey Asamont to step up, who you traded right. for this year. Um, right. Darren Radish is stepping up. And and once you get to the playoffs, too, you can call up guys Other from the minors. Jump up. You can call yeah. up guys from the minors because the salary cap doesn't matter anymore. So you might right. see a Rudy Balsers, who mm-hmm. probably would have been in your bottom six uh, forward mm-hmm. group. So maybe he maybe he comes in and plays a role. Maybe there's there's other guys down in the minors that that could help up too because you don't have to. You're not limited now to the salary cap once you get to the playoffs. You know what? And other guys step up too. Like mm-hmm. Nick Paul could step up in these in the, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Like we you know you didn't see the goals from him this year for whatever reason. But you know you find I still don't think he's 100 percent healthy. I, 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 don't I don't know either. anything. I don't, I don't know that Hedman is. Watch, you know? Yeah, watching those guys on the ice, they don't seem 100% healthy. Maybe they can, maybe they're getting healthier. But in the postseason, yeah. okay, when you get to the postseason, mm-hmm. you're not holding anything back. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe they just empty the tank, right? Like maybe you, you find that gear. Not that, you're, not that you're not playing hard or you're not, mm-hmm. you know, but the regular season being what it is, you know, when when you're when there's no tomorrow, you, you don't save anything, so you just go out there and give it all you got all the time. Go full, you know, give us give us everything you have. So that might change some dynamics too. So you, it, it's just listen. I with all the success they've had in the postseason, you feel pretty confident that they're going to give Toronto everything and then some. But Toronto's really good, and we'll have to see how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. Finally, though, we're almost there. I mean, it's like a week away. Yeah. And 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 uh, by the way, Boston just knocked off Tampa Bay's record of wins. They yeah. got to win sixty three, NHL record, right? On on Sunday, yep. So they now yeah. have the record for most wins in a regular season. Enjoy the weight of that Presidents Cup, man. <laughs> it's around your neck like an albatross. <laughs> There's so many expectations that come with that. I mean, what a year they've had, but they'll be a tough out. There's no question. But then again. Heavy is the head that wears the capital of the uh, president's, uh, you know, that that and an NHL record at that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've already got the parade routes mapped out in Beantown. I promise you that. So that should be good. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. By the way, speaking of hockey, congratulations to Quinnipiac. Um, they took down the entire Big Ten. <laughs> yes, they did. First Ohio thing, State, first, Michigan, and Minnesota. That's right. They got all of them, man. Uh, and and the Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota might have. Uh, they might want to talk to the coach a little bit because 
they tried to sit on a one-goal lead, and it did not work out for them. They went into the prevent defense, got outshot 16-2 to in the third period, gave up the Ouch. time goal. Quinnipiac pulled the goalie with four minutes, four and a half yeah. minutes to go in a power play, and it worked. Yeah. And Although worked, I think yeah. technically the goal was after the power play. It was right as the power play ended. So it may have yeah. been an even strength goal. But. but they were getting a lot of shots on. And then, it, so it goes to overtime, and you get the opening face off, and Quinnipiac runs a set play. Play they, The players said they practiced over 100 times this year probably. They ran it to perfection, and 10 seconds in, ball game's over. Probably never ran it as well as they did in, in the key key moment of the game in a national championship, man. They won the face-off so clean, right back yep. to the decor, ran a play up the, mm-hmm. up the wing, pass up the middle, yep. then ran up the wing, and then shovel it to the center and wide open. Beautiful set. It was beautiful. It was just beautiful. And it was over so fast that Minnesota didn't know what hit them. But, yeah, that was that was an exciting Final Four. What, it was the second most people to watch a championship For a championship game, game in Frozen Four history, that's correct. Sold out yeah. for all the games here in Tampa. Over 19,000. Players, yeah. coaches, the fans were all loving it. They love coming down oh, yeah, here for the were. Frozen Four. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I saw them take over a hotel downtown. Next year, they'll be freezing their butts off in St. Paul, Minnesota. So, Oh, God. It's going to be so cold. Yeah, Tampa, I mean, it's it's got to be heaven for these guys. I mean, to be able to walk around downtown, the water and everything, you know, the warm weather, it's still cold. Fans going, we can wear shorts from. to a hockey game? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you can. In fact, you want to go indoors because it's so hot outside, you want to get cooled off a little bit. And watch a hockey game. So, very successful Frozen Four again. I hope it comes back soon. Um, finally, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up with this, a tradition like no other. Hello, friends. This was, you know, this was kind of a, an interesting Masters from the standpoint of the live golf guys, you know, are allowed to play in the majors. And for all the world, with the bad weather and everything they had, I mean, you know, they, I mean, Kapka had a three-shot lead at one point going into the final round. And I thought, this is like not what you want to have if you're a PGA, you know, if you're Tiger Woods or uh, Roy McIlroy, one of those guys that have fought so hard against against this Live Golf Tour. Not only that, Phil Mickelson was playing well. Hell, he was in the clubhouse at one point in second. He right? finished so tied for second. He finished tied for he second. Ended up, yeah, he ended up finished He shot a seven-under. On the final crazy. day. He shot a 65. It's like the best round he's ever had at the Masters, like in his life. Um, and so, you know, all these live golf guys are kind of popping up. And But fortunately, if you're a PGA Tour aficionado, you say congratulations to John Rahm, who just took it over in the in the final round. Um, Kepka could not get anything going uh, and – and Rom did, and he played terrific down the stretch. Ends up winning his first green jacket. On a day, I think they said it was 40 years earlier, that Seve Ballesteros uh, mm-hmm. won the first Spaniard to win the Masters. And, yep. of course, um, Jose Maria Alasabo, I think, was there to to greet him. He also had won, and he was there to greet uh, John Rom as he came off the course. It was really well played, um, entertaining, uh, it really at any at one point Jordan Spieth had a chance. There's so many guys the the field was coming back to them, uh, but then Rom finished it off. And he is, I think, pound for pound right now. I mean, I don't know, Scotty Schefter has the number one ranking, but I think Rom is probably playing the best golf in the world right now. He's what his fourth tournament he's won this year, I think. 
Yeah, he's really he's really really strong, and he's going to win a bunch of majors and probably uh, several Masters as well. By the way, did you Saddest hear Jim? Thing. Did you hear Jim Nance's troll of the Live Golf <laughs> Tour? So funny, you played it for him. It's so funny, man. So Bruce Kepka had a shot that went a little bit offline, and he's uh, walking up to his ball, and Jim Nance casually just says, "And there he is, right on the CW, <laughs> the crosswalk." Yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah. Sure Which, for those who don't know, the Live Golf Tour has a television deal now with the CW Network. To, they finally got a television deal to broadcast their matches. And it's going right. to be on the CW. So, uh, Jim Nance with the ultimate troll job. Well, Brooks Kepka, I said I said to somebody, because Stephen Holder tweeted out something, my colleague from Indianapolis tweeted out something like, this is like the biggest choke job ever. And it's like really it wasn't because I think 2019 with Tiger might have been his biggest choke job. But I, but I said, well, here's the thing about about Brooks Kepka is he he would have won on the Live Tour. It would have been over. I mean, they only play 54 holes, so maybe the fact that you know you're back on the big boy tour and you got to play 72 is what got him because he'd have won by three strokes with 54. You know, so he got soft. He got soft <laughs> over there with all that. It's like those, when those college kids go to the NFL, you know, and that by the, the yeah. you know, 15th game, they're, they're gassed. Yeah, they hit the wall. So he hit the, he hit the, uh, he hit the live wall, if you will. Um, and then there was a story on 60 Minutes the same night, not coincidentally, about how, you know, all the Saudis' uh, invasion into sports. <laughs> is, it, is it good for sports or not, you know? Jim Nash should have followed um, that troll job up with a promo for that right away. I know. Right. Coming up next <laughs> on 60 Minutes. Good night, friends. But it was it was a good tournament, and um, but man, there was a point. And and okay, so here's the worst, the best, and the worst. Best being obviously John Rump. The worst is far be it for me to tell him anything, right, or tell anybody what to do with their life or their body. But I'm sorry, I can't anymore. I can't watch Tiger Woods. And God bless him. He, he made the aggravated. cut. Yeah, he made the cut at three over. Well, but but how many how many good golfers didn't make the cut? I mean, well, I mean, probably about thirty something. I mean, is Tiger Woods the Tiger Woods from twenty years ago? No. Oh, I got news for you. He ain't the Tiger Woods from three years well, ago. But maybe that's not. Another story. But he's he still did good, make he's the still cut good enough to make over. the cut. But then he went and played, I think nine or ten and eleven for the third round. And he had bogey, double bogey, and he aggravated a plantar uh, fasciitis injury that he said he had had, been struggling with. I mean, this guy, you know, he almost lost his leg. Like the hills of Augusta, trying to climb those things for, you know, 72 holes. It's just, I just, I don't want to see, you know, can he still push it around and, and, and sometimes have a little magic? And, and yeah, but... It's really hard to watch, man. It's hard to watch him suffer the way he seems to be suffering on a golf course. And he he loves playing Augusta, and he wanted to play the weekend, and he was grateful that he made the cut and all of that. He just couldn't do it. Um, But this is – how many of our real superstars are we going to see in sports just like, you know, crawl to the finish line and somebody's going to have to take them off the field? I mean, it's just – it's really – it was really hard to watch – him suffer like that it just i i don't know that it's good for the game I and mean, tiger's good for the game the ratings go up and all of that and the crowds and i know he enjoys you know playing but man at what price you know it's just like man how long 
How long are you going to keep doing this? I mean, we this may, I don't know if he's going to play the rest of the majors. I mean, he only plays majors now, and he doesn't play enough in between to really be competitive in them. So I don't know. Is he going to play the British Open next? I don't know. It'll, it will have to wait and see. But like, it uh, or the U.S. Open, whatever's next. I don't know which major is next. But PGA uh, Championships next now. PGA. It, they it's they just moved that up to me. May for uh, to get it out of football season. Okay, well, it's just hard for me to watch. I I don't personally like enjoy it because I mean mm-hmm. I, you'd love to see Tiger in contention. We saw a miracle I think a couple years ago in nineteen when he won it. That was one of the coolest moments in in golf history, if not sports. But I think it's time. I I, I hope he gets good advice. I hope he can't hurt himself any more than he has with all the back fusions and um, you know all the, all the plates in his in his foot and his leg. It's just I don't know, man. Might be that time. Anyway, um, so the Rays begin their series against the Red Sox. And, again, it'll be Mm -hmm. uh, Josh Fleming on the mound for them, see if they can make it 10 in a row. Uh, The Lightning, they play tomorrow night, right? Yeah, Toronto Toronto? on Tuesday night, yep. Yeah. They wrap up the season. One more thing before we go, and I don't know if you saw this in minor league baseball over the weekend. I forgot to mention this earlier. Did you see what happened in the Chattanooga Lookouts – Versus the trash pandas on Saturday. No. So the, tri- uh, the the lookouts were down five nothing. Okay. It was supposed to be a seven inning game. So going to the seventh inning, they were being mm-hmm. no hit. Okay. Down five nothing. Been there. <laughs> they win the game seven to five, and never got a hit. Uh-huh. They scored Walks seven runs Unearned in the seventh apparently. inning and never got a hit. I believe it started with four walks. Well, that'll get you in trouble. That guy gave up a run. Then the center fielder dropped a routine fly ball that scored three runs. Oh, my gosh. Then there were four hit-by-pitches. <laughs> what? After the four walks, there were four hit by pitches. Yes, oh, uh, yes. a wild pitch. It was in there as well. Yeah. Chattanooga scores one. seven runs in the seventh inning and never got a hit. Never got a hit. And won oh seven to goodness. five, and were no hit. So, I've never seen anything. Like, I mean, you know, you've seen you've seen teams lose a game with a no hitter, or whatever, but they didn't get a hit, but scored seven runs in an inning. Tryouts for uh, the bullpen now begin. Tomorrow for whoever Chattanooga was playing. Who are they playing? The Trash Pandas. The Trash, yeah, okay. Just craziness. That, that's worse than the A staff in this series. It might be. I mean, I think the I think the Rays could have scored seven runs without allowing without getting a hit. To be honest with you, you know, they just happened. Well, the amount of walks slam, they got but, that series. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. I felt. I mean, I this is one of those deals where you go like. Yeah, it's, man, this is it's got to be tough to be an Ace fan. I think I saw on the internet, and I hate this, is that um, the one of the San Francisco, you know, you got two te- two teams out there, obviously, that the Chronicle mm-hmm. covers. They've decided not to go on the road with the A's. <laughs> and I, I hate that because that's our business, and you don't want to ever see, you know, but expenses being what they are these days, it's not unusual for for uh, uh, newspapers or, or digital publications not to staff every single road game but i think once the a's <laughs> played the way they've started 
They may never. No one may ever go on the so, road. So talk to some people that cover the A's that were in town this weekend. Yeah. They're, they're like, we don't know if we're ever going to get out of this. Like, it's been bad for right. a couple of years, and it's worse. Yeah. The amount of players they've traded, the, the rebound. Because now it's like a complete, like, we're not even trying. We're I mean, rebuilding. They lost 100 games players. last year. They might be worse. <sighs> they might be. That might be. that. That's probably the worst series I've seen a team come in here and play in a very long time. Really is. They just did nothing right. I mean, they didn't do anything in the field right. They didn't. They didn't move the ball. They they didn't get base runners on. They took strikes, strike three. Um, yeah, they were sixty and one hundred two last year. They might be worse. Yeah, you know the Nationals didn't even win sixty last year. I think they, they were like fifty five and one hundred seven. Yeah, it was terrible. So yeah, maybe maybe the Rays are fattening up, but that's what you're supposed to do against those guys. There was four teams last years. year that lost hundred games. Wow, Oakland. Washington, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh all lost. Yeah, those are some. More. Those are some long years, man. If you're if you're affiliated even as a writer, or certainly somebody that's in that organization, I can't tell you. And I've thankfully not had to experience it, but I know beat writers that have, and um, and others around the team. Th- those years are terrible. You know, mm-hmm. it's just really hard to come to the ballpark. That's truly <laughs> so, a grind. Yeah, that's when it's not fun. I mean, winning's fun and. But even if you you know not winning sixty or winning only sixty and, and losing over a hundred games, that is that is a, that'll do something to your psyche now. That's that's a lot. Oh, by the way, speaking of baseball, this is uh, this is sad, and I hope he I hope he gets it right. You see where um, was it Austin Meadows? Yeah, is uh, taking another leave of absence for uh, some for anxiety. Mel, uh, yeah, anxiety disorders mm-hmm. that he's got. Yeah, yep. So yeah, he's so on he the IL well. for now, and the Tigers have said you know they're going to do whatever. Whatever they can to support him and help. Yeah, I'm telling you that that we've we've experienced that with the Rays. Um, I think one or two times they've had they had a pitcher and some others that, that have gone through. Just having played the game, there is something about, and it happens in all sports, right, and all walks of life for that matter. But man, there is something about baseball where it is a failure sport that it is it is so I can't imagine the pressure these guys feel because I felt it at a college level, but like. You know, when things are going bad and you're the best hitter in the league is going to get out seven out of out of ten times, on average, that's just the average. You got to really, you know, have a not just a thick skin, but like mentally, it can absolutely break you. Like it, it, you can get to the point where you're pressing so hard that you just don't know how to operate. Like your mm-hmm. your body won't react the proper way, and compound that with family and travel and kids and you know. So who knows what he's going through? But uh, he's a good ball player. He had a good series against the Rays when they when they opened mm-hmm. here uh, with the Tigers. But um, yeah, I, you hate to see that, and you hope you hope that uh, he gets back real soon, gets help he needs. All right, so that's our podcast for today. We'll be back tomorrow. We appreciate you guys listening as always. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.